0: is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Today we've got my soul brother back. Yay! We do an episode just talking about ET stuff. Implants, abductions, and we tune into some really crazy stuff. This one wore me out. This was a, yeah, this was very interesting. So, enjoy. Here you go. (laughs) Alright, so if you've been here for a while, you know both. If you haven't been here for a while, rather. Rashad is my soul brother. Uh, kind of like a twin flame, but it's not romantic. And there are three parts to our soul. Uh, me, Rashad, and Pipo, who has also been on this podcast. So we come from the same soul. We are very much the same person. I kind of go deeper into it in the spiritual, uh, What is it? Relationships and Spirituality Part 2 episode from last year if you want to go in Rashad has been on this podcast before he was on earlier this year I think in like February it's published or something like that so if you want to go check it out go for it but yeah you know him you love him here's my soul brother <laughs> Alrighty. are you the first person I had on here I think you are and you're my first repeat.
1: <laughs> I'm the first and I'm the first repeat. <laughs> yeah. Man, I feel special. But do you remember how long ago that was?
0: It feels like it was a long time ago, but I don't think it was. Maybe a few months ago. No longer than that. I don't know.
1: You think it was before March?
0: I have no I, I don't know. <laughs> 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 probably.
1: Well, I am probably completely honored to be back on your podcast. Um yeah, it's uh I don't know. I just feel honest to always be on somebody's podcast. <laughs> you know, um, even though I've only done two. Um, and both of you guys are friends.
2: <laughs> so I don't
1: I don't, you know, that's the only reference I have, but you know, it's cool. I enjoy it.
0: We yeah. filmed in January. So oh, it's been a January. while. Yeah.
1: So nine months. That means we've had a, a a pregnancy of information for nine months, and now it's time to give birth to something, some new thing, <laughs> right?
2: all so out, did that come out wrong.
1: I'm sorry. Kind
2: I'm of. That weird. was a little weird.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now nah, you got to cut that out. <laughs> okay. I, I had no. <laughs> I, the, the only intention of that was for a new. You know what I'm saying? Like the gestational stage of information i tried to tie the two together and it totally didn't work all right go you got to edit that
0: that's weird just definitely leaving <laughs> it in what did you tell me okay. that go okay all right so let's first give birth to your um implant situations you have implants, I think we talked about it before, but there have been more coming up. What do they feel like? What do they look like? What is your history with implants?
1: okay, so we do we're we're doing this. I know you probably have like a thousand new listeners by now since it's been since like January, so mm. we we need to probably like do a rehash or something. Sure. Um, I learned from I learned that I did have implants from you and another. Um, friend of mine who is a actually, no, it's been a few people that have told me I have implants. What are they? Where are they? Well, my first ones I learned about are in my ears. And I was like, why the hell are there implants in somebody's ears? <laughs> right. Um, but they are they act as a certain kind of technology for being able to listen to extraterrestrials. Um, and when I first learned about them, you know, we learned that they are these little kind of antenna crystal things that stick up and out of my ears like an elf or uh mm-hmm. I, you know what I think about? I think about the guy Spock from uh like Oh my, yeah. Like, like kind of like pointy. I kind of think of them like that, but I don't know. Um, so they act more as antennas for receiving information. Have I heard stuff from them? Yes um have they done weird things over the past few years yes um and we can talk about that more as we go but it's such a long big conversation um those were so those have been in since i was five years old um only recently activated though i guess in the last few years um but years ago i was always having problems with my ears a whole bunch of issues that just didn't make sense because i wasn't wasn't really losing my hearing but I was having weird sensations and thanks to people like yourself Amber was able to explain to me that these implants needed a uh an oil change <laughs> right <laughs> they they needed a uh um they needed to be redone because they were more of an old model um so we got that taken care of and I got an, a firmware update on them for, for, for the tech people out there and you know we, we haven't had too many issues since then <laughs> after that i've had um implants under my skin and my arm that's the first the first one i noticed was under my arm on my forearm and trying to figure out what that was was interesting and I always do kind of like this verification process of, because I know a few different people who can talk to ET, they, they're mediums, they blah, blah, blah. Um, back then, I would always do a few different checks. Now, I only check with you, Amber, because
2: you're uh-huh. all I need. Uh,
1: <laughs> <right>. um, <laughs> but, you know, everybody always told me the same story. I never told them what anybody else said. So, um, yeah, the implant in my forearm. May not, may or may not be able to see it. Let me see. Uh, it's actually,
0: I think they can kind of see it
1: too. This was kind of more of an entry point, and then this was uh, I'm screwing this all up, but it's like right there, it's a lump. Yeah, so that lump was put there by I believe it was Arcturians, yeah. And Arcturians have many different races of Arcturians, like we have many different races of humans, all with different agendas, right? Um, and come to find out that, well, you you know the, it was interesting because you told me, a few years years ago that you was like, well, you have you have many more of these, but I didn't realize that I did. I just was only feeling the one in my arm, and you were basically explaining to me that the rest of them are going to start coming up as there's as these implants from the Ontarians are no longer needed. My body is going to. Start,
0: oh, that's right.
1: You know, my body will start to kind of reject them or just push them out and i i'm not gonna say i didn't believe you but i was just like "Eh, whatever you know and over time i start feeling all these other little ones coming up and i remember i hit you like a few weeks ago like yo they are just coming up everywhere and it's it's like well are all of these implants or are some of them you know you can get like little boils on your body and just kind of little things yeah but just so many of them feel all the same. And I don't understand why there would be so many of them. Maybe you can help me with that. Um. So that's kind of my implant journey right now. Ears and all over my body.
0: How many do you have? Or how many have come up?
1: <clears throat> okay, let's see. I have felt at least one, two, three, four five six i would say close to ten Jeez, yeah
0: oh on like arms and legs or just everywhere
1: um arms legs like the back of like the back inner part of my thigh like mm. kind of close up to the groin area um like under the armpit mm. um yeah like just A lot of hidden places the one on my forearm was the one that was interesting one because that one is not hidden you Mm -hmm. can see it you can feel it you know but all the other ones are kind of in in hidden places
0: okay so what's interesting I believe when we were first tuning into the one in your arm I was seeing you strapped in like strapped up against the wall there's a bunch of like tubes and stuff Almost like an exactly. IV or something. And when you were talking about the other ones, particularly the one in your armpit, I'm almost seeing this like blue, that thin, long kind of rope that like is used to wrap around stuff. So what it's called? Flat rope? Oh, I guess it's just flat rope. This kind of.
1: Yes. Uh-huh.
0: So I'm seeing that, but it's almost like wrapped, I'm seeing an X wrapped around your body and I'm seeing you attached to the wall. And that's something that I'd always see with them where it's almost like this thing attached to the wall. What's interesting is with the one in your arm, it almost feels like a, um, it feels almost like stainless steel or some sort of material that's typically used for Um, in like hospitals that's where like bacteria like it's easier to clean it's more uh Mm. clean you know Mm
2: -hmm. it almost
0: feels like there's a lot of fluid flushing out of your body I think they put in some weird stuff even into the body where they could almost like track liquids by putting in this weird like glowing Mm. thing and then they can just remove it from the body and it flushes out so there's a lot of like inserting and excreting of liquids
1: that's interesting when you said the glowing because for some reason i have this that image in my mind of some kind of glowing liquid i don't know where it came from so what you're saying is basically all these things that i feel under my skin you know a lot of them are entry points for a tube is that what you're saying
0: yeah some of them they have different different uses so the one in your arm is one most often used the one in your armpit is somehow connected to this thing that kind of hel- held you against the wall. I'm not sure why I feel like rope is an interesting visual because that almost feels like like for their technology why would they need a rope?
2: You know? Right. Right.
0: There's something weird about that. So I don't know if, I mean, obviously when they're taking you, it's in a ship. So I don't know if it's just, that's how they like keep everything contained in the body or prevent clothing from moving around. I'm not really sure, but that's an interesting detail. Um, And I'm seeing, I'm specifically seeing it like tightening, like it feels really tight where you can't move. Um, And I'm wondering, I'm not sure how that would relate to the one in your armpit but it's somehow connected to this machine. I don't know if it like keeps your chest inflated. So if there's a big pressure change, your chest doesn't collapse into itself or something,
2: Mm.
0: you know, I'm not sure. Um, For the other ones, some stuff feels, some stuff feels old where as you've grown like naturally just your body just gets into different kinds of phases or certain areas may be stronger than other ones or something. So they've moved. Some feel like failed attempts at Mm. doing something. It's almost like if a nurse tries to put in an IV and misses or like goes through the, the thing or something, you know, like it feels like uh, mistakes or just not efficient ones. For some things too, it feels like because our tissue is really delicate and they work with you, they worked with you so often, if they Mm -hmm. are putting too much foreign stuff in one specific area, it could start to affect the tissue badly. Mm -hmm. So then they'll look Mm -hmm. for new entry points, like too much trauma in one area, which is also interesting it's interesting how each different collective works because i feel like with the mantis they could just like recreate it or something so there is no trauma and it's like even better than it was before you know it's weird that with these guys it's like something about it feels a little bit old-fashioned
1: now i'm thinking i'm looking at it from you know your listener's point of view um you know and, and kind of to this podcast like well he has all these implants why you know why would somebody you know because essentially what we're saying is i've been poked and prodded my entire life yeah right so and did we figure out why well yes we figured out why a lot of the answers some of them are still kind of pending right um but essentially you know we've had two different collectives now so the ear implants, right, were from the mantis beings. And all these other ones are have stemmed from a lifetime of poking and prodding from the Arcturians. Um, the Arcturian ones, though, is interesting. You know, that one um kind of came out of that came out of the blue, but remember one day I was just like, There's something in my arm. What is this? And, you know, to finally see something from it. You know, and it's something that's been happening all my life. Well, I mean, I guess I can kind of say that with the same with the ears, right? Something has started to happening, and I started complaining about an issue with them. And that's how I found out something was really going on. You know, so it was just interesting that after all this time, one of these implants would just kind of come up so strongly on my arm for me to say, hey, what is this? you know, kind of look into this. I saw your eyes go left. I know that's (laughs) to happen. All right, you go.
0: (laughs) So I think what came to me, um, and when we were tuning into the Arcturian before trying to figure out what exactly they were doing, it felt like they were doing something. It was something secretive. They weren't being upfront about it. They were being kind of sneaky and something was weird. And what came to me right now is part of the reason that the technology wasn't so good is because it wasn't an approved mission so to speak like they were just mm-hmm. kind of following their own curiosities doing almost like this underground thing so it was just making do with the equipment they could get or mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. a little bit like sloppy like black market weird stuff
1: mm. so what it sounds like you're saying right if this was something more approved right in quotation mark then they would have had access to or been able to do things a little bit differently from a more of a collective standpoint from arcturians who are yeah doing everything the right way right <laughs> but because this was a side hustle basically is what you're saying right? <laughs> yeah Right <laughs> a side hustle then they kind of use what they had to investigate Mm -hmm. they were trying to investigate um
0: but i do uh, feel like you did have um i want to say especially from like seven to twelve i am seeing um more of the higher arcturians working with you and doing things there was a contract that i feel like was established around that time that specifically feels like it's revolving around like growth. I think just because kids grow so fast, there's something about growth and like fresh cells and just the process of aging for some reason.
1: Really? Well, they didn't make me any taller. I wanted to be taller in my life. They, <laughs> they couldn't help me out with that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um. Okay. That's interesting. So I don't know how far we go in terms of explaining you know a lot of the thing the deeper crazy things that we found out about you know some of the things that they've been up to um but it's you know it's it's very interesting going through something like this because the older i get you know when you first found out it's like why me you know well, what what the hell do they want and then you start going you you actually go through a phase of oh wow this is really cool right like man i'm connected <laughs> you know, i have et friends and all that then i then you go through phases of kind of like well are they really that close to me because i didn't know anything my entire life right then you start feeling like a little bit like a tool like you've been used um so it's it's a it's you go through a variety of different emotions then you kind of go through well you've done all of this to me right I want to know who you are. I want to meet you, right? I want to, I want to be involved, right? Or else, like, like, are you still doing this? Well, I'm at an age now where I want to, I want to know what you're doing. If not, I don't want any more. I don't want you to do this anymore. And then, because we have free will, right? We can stop this at any moment. They stop it, and then you say, "Hey, what happened to you guys?" <laughs> I, want, I want more experiences, right? So it's it has been. I would say over the last, you know, eight years, you know, kind of a roller coaster of, of, of emotions of what it is that I want. What it is it I don't want and just an ever evolving information download, because there's always something more. Like every time we talk, we found, we find like something more. Yeah. We find out something more. So trying to always get the, all of the information at once, This is it. Just does does not work. It has not worked. It's such a big story and of such a big topic that has so many different layers. So anybody else that's going through this, right? It's almost like you'll you'll never get all the information in one sitting. So
0: there's something interesting coming through. Uh, just because my fear, my curiosity was in. Well, why and why? Would like your team allow you to be in a situation like this?
1: So just before you even go there, I was when you were talking before, this is how I know we're the same. Basically, I was going to ask you the exact question. I was going to ask you if you could look into when they were doing this, even since it was not really contracted, but it was, but it wasn't. Was any was anybody there from my team of other ETs or angels that was were watching this, right? And, and just allowing it to happen and saying, well, they probably won't really mess him up too bad, <laughs> right? Or or did they intervene at any time? So, sorry, I just, you said that and I was getting yeah. ready to ask you the exact same thing.
0: A couple things. First, I feel like, I feel like it was all meant to happen you were never actually in danger it was all um, it almost felt like an undercover mission in a way this group of Arcturian I feel like don't fully have access to who exactly you are or what kind of role you play they don't fully know what they're working with so it feels like a um a it almost feels like there's classified information that they don't have access to, to them. It's just like, Oh, there's this person that is on the roster of people that the collective works with. And there's something interesting here. Let me go there. Um, I feel like Mm -hmm. even if we are like knocked out or something like that, if our energy is present somewhere if our consciousness is present somewhere we're still downloading information so there is access because you were involved this is a, a relationship this is a two-part exchange because you were part of that your soul carries the information and whatever the environment like it has the holds the memory of what happened all of those times they would take you. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that was necessary in order to understand what other collectives were doing under the radar.
2: Oh, shoot.
1: Okay. So basically what you just said was that that experience was necessary to document, to be able to be seen by others, to pull that documented information to say this is going on.
0: Exactly. This is going on. This is what they're doing. This is their intention. This is how they're going about it. This is the access, the information they have access to. This is how they're accessing it. It's like a full download of everything that's going on. And from the physical end of it, I think having this exchange for you as a, as a human being that lives in the physical world, having all of these physical confirmations come up in your body is also very satisfying to kind of reinforce everything happening.
2: Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. So who put in place that kind of an agreement Like that, you know, this is what happened to, to be documented? Like, what kind of process was that?
0: I feel like that was your choice. What I have noticed with your like commander self. So we come from the same soul and there's one more people, we. You, you and I, right. you, um, me and people came into the, came, are from one soul as three individuals. We all came to start reincarnating into earth with a specific mission to help raise the collective frequency or just do the good stuff that needs to happen here. And those versions of us that had made the decision to reincarnate to the planet were commanders of a specific like et mission so though we are still in the process of reincarnating here we have access to those commander selves and i think when we sleep usually is when sometimes like our our soul all kind of comes together our consciousness goes back into our commander selves and their meetings and whatever so we're still very much connected to those versions of us they're still very active we work with them we connect to them all that stuff so one thing I've noticed about your commander self is he has ideas it's like with with your allergies or something it's He's a scientist, those scientist vibes. And he created some sort of idea and just wants to like try it on, on your body or, you know what I'm Mm. saying? So I feel like, I feel like that, like your soul just naturally just wants to like be on the ground doing the thing.
1: The groundwork. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where my groundwork, (laughs) I guess, technician technology uh passion comes from because you basically explained what i love to do in life i like to be like i don't know for instance if there were some sort of technical thing that needs to happen at a location right you have some people who just like to know about it like to talk about it they like to do the you know the remote work for it no i am i am a person who i would like to be like okay i give an example Somewhere in Alaska, right? Or the South Pole where it's the coldest, and you got a satellite there, right? Satellite goes down, right? Somebody got to go there and fix it. Those are the kind of things that I enjoy. Like literally going somewhere, experiencing the issue, fixing it there. And but that that um analogy can be used in many different areas of of what I do technically. So I mean that completely makes sense. What is the difference between because when you were explaining it, I was trying to figure out, like, when you said when our souls co- all came in, uh-huh. right, but then you talked about, like, well, our, our commander selves. So you have mm-hmm. the soul, and then you have our commander selves who kind of know about ourselves here on Earth. So right. Are our commander selves physical, like, completely physical like we are? I know we we know that they're kind of on ships doing things galactically, but are they completely physical like we are? or are they... No. Okay. There are They are like just an oversoul that can morph into different things.
0: It feels okay. like a consciousness that is connected to almost like, uh, I guess going back to the Star Trek reference, the guy that like worked the ship, he was not real. He was like a hologram. This guy. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. See, I, I don't know what series that is. I don't know.
0: Star Trek Voyager.
1: Uh, I never watched Voyager. I never
0: oh, saw that. that's the only one I watched. Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Okay. He is an artificial intelligence manifesting as a holographic projection
2: oh, okay. designed
0: gotcha. to act as a short-term supplement to the medical staff of the starship. Okay. Gotcha. So... It kind of feels like that in a way where I'm seeing energy bodies that are connected to a specific consciousness. It's almost like if you were to call in your soul and literally Mm -hmm. have a conversation with your soul in front of you, they Mm -hmm. are beyond the physical. They are beyond this dimension. Time isn't a, isn't a thing, you know, it's just like, Mm uh, embodiment of a specific type of consciousness Mm -hmm. and so our commander selves feel like feel like that what is interesting about them though and i mean this is typical with ets because i mean we ets aren't like we are you know There's something about them that feels very magnetic where it's almost like if I imagine standing in front of my commander self, there's something about her energy that almost feels like I'm putting my fingers into like like this like crazy Mm. electric Mm. storm or something like that. Mm. So there is a physical quality (laughs) there. Yeah. But they themselves are not physical.
1: Well, and I know you sort of talked about a little bit about that in your last podcast when you kind of were discussing the differences between you know sensing a a spirit and sensing an et you know if you kind of have that magnetic field and then you did this yeah because i know when you were talking about that i knew exactly what you were talking about
0: yeah it's a very specific it's so weird (laughs)
1: specific different feeling like when you can sense it and i'm i'm not I'm not psychic and like amber guy, so I'm not right I'm not amber, but yes you are <laughs> I, am, I am right, very empathic, and I do sense and know a lot of things that happen around me so when there is I can sense spirit, it is more of this um uh like that you know that tingly goosebump kind of feeling you know that airy kind of just it's hard to you know light energy, yeah. like warm and warm into fuzzies whatever yeah
0: right
1: the et is is has this heavy like you say electric feel right um so i'm that makes me think well our commander selves are aren't completely you know because when you think of your soul right in the afterlife or whatever like right your higher self you don't you don't tend to think about it as more E.T., right? You think about it as, okay, it's completely, it's like a branch off of Source, right? Which is completely energetic, right? Or it's just completely spirit. So that means that this, if our commander self, if you're feeling a little bit more of that E.T. vibe to it, then there is a, a separation between that, Yes, piece of source that separated that is our higher than the commander self then you have the commander self right and then you have kind of us right that's Mm -hmm. basically what you're saying yeah okay
0: and what's interesting too is it doesn't even feel like a higher self because it still feels like it's its own branch it's like if you if you somehow manage to throughout different lifetimes you'll have a different higher self Mm -hmm. because your higher self is like the master of all of the soul bits in one specific carnation incarnation or whatever happening. Yeah. The commander selves have technically not themselves gone through the earth process. Mm -hmm. So they don't, it doesn't Mm -hmm. even feel like they have a higher self. They just are.
1: Okay. And do you think they, but do they feel connected to the other part of source? That, yeah. Okay.
0: It's like a, there's a deeper connection than we typically have as humans. There's more access to information. It feels like there is some sort of mastery. So, they even would feel a lot more in alignment with our higher selves than perhaps us individually, mm-hmm. unless that's why it's important for us to really like live as an embodiment of our inner being, you know, to really be able mm-hmm. to navigate through these different aspects of ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: Okay. That's interesting. Um, It's, it's, it can be a little bit hard to visualize if you're thinking very linear. Yeah. Um, because I've tried that and it doesn't work for me. So I have to <laughs> you know, I have to think about it and look at it from a, a multidimensional sort of way. Um, so yeah, that's my, you know, my, my implant journey. The, the, the implants in my ears have been a very interesting thing because they won't test them during the day. Um, you know, it's only been at night, or in, well, I would say in the middle of the night when I'm, you know, it, it may wake me up, or it's during kind of that light sleep. Um, and I've had several instances where when they fir- when I first very first time I started to hear them, the testing was <laughs> they were saying that I think I said this in the last podcast when they were saying the ABCs. Oh yeah, and you wake <laughs> up and you <laughs> like why. Who is saying the ABC that you feel you really think you're going crazy, but it wasn't like in a nice, you know, kindergarten, you know, Miss Caldwell's voice, right? It's, it was very metallic, very robotic, you know, very unhuman like. And that's what made me kind of have the trigger to say something. This is different, right? I don't know what this is. Um, And it, kind of more evolved into kind of this call and response kind of thing over time, you know. Um, um, but there has been, you know, a, there have been many different instances where I'll, I'll hear things and then, you know, I'll reach out to you and I'm like, I want to hear more but like, talk to me. And they're like, uh, th- it doesn't seem to be that big. See, it's not that big a deal to them, right? <laughs> they're just like, this is nothing. But to someone who has them, I'm like, all right, let's have a conversation, right? Like, you put these things in my ears that talk to me, well, let's talk. And they don't want to say, they don't want to talk to me, so I get this is what, you, you can feel I'm getting a little emotional, right? I'm going to one of my emotional moments. Like, you don't want to talk to me? Come on. It,
0: the visual, <laughs> The visual I got is like if somebody's doing some sort of uh like working the sound system at an elementary school, and they just yeah. turn the mic on, so they're doing like okay, testing one, two, three, and the little kids like, oh, do that again. Can you sing me a song? And they're just like, yeah, I'm doing my job, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? Exactly. Well, I want to talk to who's in charge. Who's going to actually, you know, use the damn the intercom system later on, right? Um, and that's essentially what this is supposed to be for, right? We are discovering that this is an intercom system for something when...
0: Galactic communication.
1: (laughs) Right. But when, why, and when is the thing that we've been trying to pull out of them and they won't give us the information.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure if I told you this, actually. Um, But I want to say for the past, ooh, maybe six months or something like that, I've been hearing a lot of ringing in my ear, and I was worried that because with gigs, you know, it's like if I dance at a club or, you know, or just being around musicians and the drummers, it's really loud. I'm always mindful to put in earplugs because I have really sensitive ears, but I was getting scared that I was experiencing some like early signs of hearing loss or something, but it's like I haven't. I'm not, I don't have a history of being in loud areas because I don't like loud areas. This is very short. This is very, like, fairly new, like in the last year or so. And I'm always have earplugs in where I can't hear anything because I don't want to hear anything. Yeah. And so I started noticing, I've been, I was like trying to tune into it and being like, what's going on? And then I realized that the only time I ever hear the ringing. Is at night when I'm home. Mm-hmm. Either about to go to sleep or mm-hmm. I'm sitting in this chair and starting to want... Actually, I don't even know. Yeah, I think it happens when I sit in this chair, but it's most often anytime I'm laying down about to go to sleep. And there um, are like two, there's like a higher pitched ring and there's a lower pitched one. And uh, I started... <laughs> When they first started coming in, it's like okay. Well, I know energy can come through as ringing. That happens sometimes. So I would try to tune in, but I would literally not feel any energy. That's what started making me panic. That like, oh no, I'm even talking about this. I feel this weird sensation in my ear. Um, then I started panicking. I was like, oh no, I think, I think it might be hearing loss. But it's like, no, you don't just have hearing loss specifically in the evenings about to go to sleep. <laughs>
1: So, uh, you hear me laugh when you said uh, you said you hear like the two different ones, and I have the exact same situation happening that's been there for a long time. I have two different frequencies. And I don't. I want because I'm in the frequencies and I I'm, I do sound as you can see and stuff like that. Um, I don't know what those frequencies are. I should just figure it out. But there's two different pitches, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um mind if i focus in on it i can hear it all day but it does get that much worse at night when i lay down mm. um i have always equated mind to heal loss right but you so kindly after many uh frustration moments of myself getting you know, am I really losing my hearing or you know, this is too loud and too much? And I'm a little too young to experience this. Um, you know, we discovered that remember that mine was more of a mask for the implants. So okay, so oh, it, does, yeah. it, it, it ties to the implants, right? So the implants, um I will be hearing whatever craziness I'll be hearing from them, but and I was trying to get them to turn them on more often or activate them so that I can do now whatever we we're supposed to be using the implants for. But because these implants are so sensitive, they needed, and I was supposed to activate them myself, there needed to be something wrong. They needed to give the, something needed to give the impression that something is wrong with my ears so that I can actually fix it Myself to activate the implants in my ears so that we can do what needs to be happening later on. Well, why don't they just act? Remember, we asked the question well, why don't they just activate them? But we understood from the Mantis, they explained that um, if they were to activate them, then for whatever reason, there would be other ET collectives that probably didn't have my best interest at heart would be could try to feed me information that oh that's untrue.
2: right
1: right they that's would right be, it would be more open season mm-hmm. on because they would be de- they're detectable for whatever reason if 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 the, if is they're activated by an outside source if they're activated by me for whatever reason they're not really detected like that so obviously this is a piece of technology in my ears that if turned on naturally. They're not really detectable, but if turned on by another ET race, then it's like, oh, they've done something. Let's go <laughs> talk to them.
0: Which makes sense. I feel like there's an energetic signature that can be left. Ah, it's, uh, it's almost like <clears throat> debris or something. You know, Mm -hmm. that could be like, that's not right. That's not from and then it's like, oh, who's this person? It brings more attention than necessary. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you do it yourself, it can almost look like a enlightenment kind of thing where it's like, oh, that person's just tuned in. It's like if you think about being wrapped with like a plastic bag, them coming and pulling the bag can almost create stretch marks on it. Whereas if you inflate the bag from the inside, it just looks like you've something's happened that is expanded you but Mm -hmm. I also feel like there are necessary it's almost like by you activating them you already in a sense understand how they work you have a closer Mm -hmm. relationship with them your hands are on them you've built them almost you know what I'm saying
1: Mm -hmm. so I've been at this for a while now trying to activate them and you know not even sense them but just you try to get more of an understanding on them and yeah i mean i don't i don't feel like i'm having any luck
2: yeah
1: right what um you know i guess the 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 thing i would want to know is how would i know what i'm close to knowing that they're working because obviously they've tested them and they work yeah right so obviously that doesn't really leave a signature so they're like From your perspective, can you see that they're on and they're transmitting?
0: Yeah. You just have to be able to... You just have to be able to translate what's coming in or almost like tune it to the right frequency. I do feel like that is not something... Well... I'm, I'm getting, there's a a slight hint of something doesn't feel totally truthful. And it was coming from this place of, I think they just, by them saying like, oh, they can't, their hands are tied. It like makes you feel like you have to, because I think if they just do it and like, you know, whatever, there are like little things tools realizations whatever on the path that you would not get could they just download that information into you yes but it feels like because we Mm. are like organic matter there's some sort of awakening that happens in your cells that feels important and for some reason it does feel like there's this youthful almost like anti-aging quality to it very interesting um So I think there are I feel like the danger of them being detected is not as extreme like could no. they be yes, but it doesn't feel as extreme as they had said I think they just were trying to be like no we can't do anything because right. it's a journey that needs to happen. Um. And again, we are ultimately, it's like on this planet, we almost act as like God does in a sense. And mm-hmm. we are in command of ourselves and our body. And by really coming into a state of that without somebody doing that for us, it is a lot deeper of a, we feel more connected, we're more present. It's a much more wholesome experience of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like because this is, An et thing normal human logic isn't going to activate them Mm. it feels like it has to come from a different angle um the only thing coming through is almost like adopting them as if they were part of your body rather than feeling like you have something on your ears or something to that you need to connect to. It's almost just Mm -hmm. being like, I'm aware, aware that this is my ear. If I were to have the skin extend, then I'm aware that this is now my ear. It's Mm -hmm. almost like claiming it as your body.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Interesting. Is there someone waiting on the other end to, you know, or is it just okay
0: I feel like once it happens I think Ekracon will probably be the first one that you hear Interesting That's his like little I see him with almost the visual that he sent me is almost this like little walkie talkie that stays in his pocket and he just like waits for it to turn on and I'll be like hey buddy <laughs>
1: <laughs> So okay so that, that that's interesting that you said that so in in you you know kind of channeling some of this information right and this is kind of just dives back into how you work a little bit right you when we did you call in ekra Khan, the mantis during this if, during this you know while we're doing this or did they just show up or was it all just tied into my energy and they're just aware of everything that happens now
0: um typically the Usually, not always, but usually the route I go is I tune into the energy of the situation itself and mm-hmm. or the solution to a situation rather. And any mm-hmm. energies that are encompassed in that bubble are what starts sending me things.
1: Okay, I got you. And so for people who don't know, Ekrakon is a mantis friend that I have made. <laughs> because during my journey, um, I felt very. Because I'm, you know, we're human, so we we tend to want a certain kind of connection to everything, right? And to have an experience, right? Um, of having a, you know, being surrounded by ETs and all the time, and even you know, understanding and kind of seeing them physically right you we, we tend to want an emotional connection to them because we are emotional beings a lot of ets tend to not be emotional so i was always looking for that emotional tie with one of them right like do they have names well i mean they they can give you a name sure um and we made a connection with one of the mantis who was a little bit younger right on the mantis scale of things um he was more of like a uh a, what's the word for it? like an intern protege yeah and you know years ago he's uh, we know he was, he's kind of come up the ranks now but that's who ekrakan is um and i enjoyed talking to ekrakan because he was a little bit more grounded he it seemed like he cared more about me right and what was going on he would always be there so i started requesting if the mantis were going to come i want ekrakan there because it just made me feel better that, (laughs) you know, I knew one of their names and he was
2: looking
1: looking out for me and I started to feel in a, you know, a more of a emotional connection to Acrecon. And he actually became more of a liaison for me from the upper Mantis, right? Mantis, they actually have sort sort of a chain of command as well. And they kind of, you Know up his ranks a little bit. Maybe he went from mm-hmm. private to sergeant, <laughs> <or something laughs> like that, right? Yeah, so that's who Ekracon is. Um, and you said that he would probably be on the other end, yeah, most likely. And he has a walkie talkie in his pocket. That's pretty cool.
2: <laughs>
1: um, I had a question. Um, something came to me when you said that you were talking about our commander self, right. <clears throat> And remember last time we talked, I'm not sure if it was last time, but I'm supposed to be working on actually opening a portal within my energy field. Oh, right. For something to be coming in and communicating with something. And I was I had a thought of, well, is that maybe possibly supposed to be the commander self I'm supposed to be communicating with?
2: Because, oh
1: interesting. Right. Because remember visually I have these, I can if I alter my vision, I can see into I'm able to see into the ether. That's kind of how I explain it. Um l- looking at air, looking at the space in between things. And I've always been, even before I talked to anybody about about this 15, 20 years ago. I would always do this thing where I was trying to see through a wall. I was trying to, I could see air move. I could see molecules. As weird as that sounds, that's something that I've been trying to do for a long time. And it's gotten better and better and better. And then in discussing this with you over time, it's like, well, they, they basically told you, I need to be doing this a lot more because I'm supposed to be actually seeing something come through. And it opens some kind of portal around me, something, I don't know. So I actually need to practice that a lot more. And then I'm like, okay, well, if I do this, what am I going to be seeing? Of course, my human brain takes over. Well, who's going to come through? What am I going to see, right? And they're like, well, don't worry about that. Just let go, <laughs> right? Um, But if I'm going to be communicating with something that way, possibly would it be the commander self that?
0: I feel like bananas would help, too. I don't know why that. I don't know what is in bananas. Potassium, right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if that's gonna. That's the first thing that I was like, "Oh, is it pota- potassium?" Does your body like will potassium help support it? I'm not sure if it's that or something else in the bananas, because I think technically bananas aren't like the highest thing of potassium. I don't know, but okay. there's something wow. about bananas that I feel like is a helpful thing to ingest, almost like a supplement to help. Um, what will you see? So whenever they don't want me to see something, typically it's almost like it's black. Like there's crickets, I can't hear anything, can't see anything. I've gotten in the habit of, especially with this, when that happens, I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) You're giving me something. So I I work around it and I'm like, I'm just going to go to the heart of the situation myself. I'm bypassing (laughs) whatever you think you can put in front of me. And so in doing that, I'm seeing a portal that's opening into something, but then they're still kind of trying to fuzzy the Mm -hmm. image. But Mm -hmm. what I can see, ooh, I just figured out how to get past this. I went into whatever it is that it's opening to, the place itself, and I'm looking around so that I'm not looking through the thing. (laughs) They can't stop me.
2: So cool. Um,
0: So... I'm seeing some sort of... I'm seeing, like, a dirt path. It's a light... Um, it's, like, this color. Mm-hmm. This light brown color. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> It looks kind of jungly, but what's interesting about it is it's almost like it's a dome. And in this dome, it looks like a jungle scene. So what you're actually seeing is not anything. It's almost like... um, It's almost like at... Disneyland, or where they film movies, like uh uh, how uh, from the outside it's just a building, but the inside it's like, yeah, Africa, or um, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, yeah, I got you.
0: So this is a this is a dome, um, that looks like a jungle. It allows for certain beings to come in. I'm pushing back now to get a bigger picture. So this dome, I'm seeing um that it's in it almost looks like a huge warehouse or something but i i don't know what this is this might actually be a ship um it's dark i think the beings that operate here don't need light or they don't it's it's dark mm. and everything is like a dark blue gray color and i'm just seeing a bunch of like different domes or boxes and in each thing is like an office or um there are different things there this feels mm. like some sort of um
1: staging area
0: kind of but it's more like how they communicate to different things or different people it's almost like a communication center
2: uh yeah yeah yeah
0: but each box it has like a different background for some reason which is kind of weird
1: i can envision what you're saying
0: yeah and i'm feeling this like flat round shape um and in this dark blue gray material, everything's dark. I don't even see any beings. It feels like um, it's almost like energy just passes through it. Almost like how a crystal can help you, how it can help raise your frequency. It's like mm-hmm. a tool for energy to move.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: almost like a medium for energy to move through and go where it needs to um -hmm. almost like an operate not an operate uh an operator if you call somewhere and there's an operator that's like navigating oh you go to here let me put this call here you know
1: yeah so i'm just thinking at first i was thinking of this room being like okay you know a being or something will come in this room and then because of this this room is tied to my projected consciousness or vision You know, and that's how the
0: they're like, you aren't supposed to be here.
2: Uh
1: oh, yeah. Now
0: we into something. That's what I I like to hear. I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm trying to hold it, (laughs) trying to hold it. My throat is kind of hurting. My throat feels sore. (laughs) They're trying to kick me out. Hold on.
1: (laughs) No, I'm coming with you. I'm jumping in.
0: it's wrapped in this light what is this whoa so i tried to push out of this thing i saw it wrapped in light and then i looked up and now i feel like i'm in a whole other place it looks like the material is almost like the inside of your mouth that like smooth kind of moist
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: and it almost the i forgot what it's called that little dangly bit at the back of your throat that's kind of what it like looks like there are other things kind of hanging but it feel like i'm in the mouth of something it's humid it's colorful there's a lot of colors and spots and patterns yellows and blues and greens
1: you think that so this warehouse place is within this new place that you're feeling like it doesn't feel like huh. a ship or, or anything.
0: I don't know. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, this is the only thing coming to mind. This is gonna sound really weird. <laughs> if if somebody had to get their like ball chopped off and put a metal one in the place, it's like. It's like metal, this metal thing, but encased with this energy around it. I realized in watching this back that I explained this terribly. So to recap, there's some sort of mouth structure. The dangly bit that's like at the back of your throat is at the top of this mouth structure. It is surrounded by some sort of light within which is this metal ball that holds the warehouse thing within which are all the domes and such that they use to communicate with different things
2: Mm -hmm.
1: okay so you basically said that this place is seems to be a place where there is an energy transfer through it
0: yeah it's a communication center
1: it's a communication center so why would it feel organic like that though because when you're talking about it's
0: Well, my throat started hurting too, which was weird. I feel like this, it feels like it's connected to, it's communication. So I guess for us, that's in our throat and for whatever this thing is, it feels like, I don't know what the significance of the throat is because not all ETs have throats. So I don't know what exactly that is. But there's right. something about but I mean even for this thing I'm saying it's almost like if it was hanging from the top of your mouth instead of the back of the throat.
2: Okay, but my throat right.
0: still feels sore, yeah. What I'm getting is it feels like whatever is in this room energetically can be accessed in our throats.
1: Through um chanting, moaning frequencies.
2: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't know.
1: Uh, i'm not, not sure. <laughs>
0: it feels like i'm just seeing this that weird like metal thing and that it can kind of it can be moved into your thing there's something about it being able to transfer to different places hold on i'm just gonna start going and see where it goes so it can be transferred to different places um there's something about if you have an intention if you have a specific intention or need to reach somebody, there's like different booths. It almost reminds me of like Monsters, Inc., where there are different doors that open to different people's houses or different places. Um, so each dome or each box within this warehouse can essentially access a different type of person or vibe or place or whatever. Um not it's not that each dome is for a specific person but it's kind of like if you call the u.s it has a country code if you call a different country it has its own country code it kind of feels like that in a way um i think this thing is used for communication perhaps across um like beings yeah but it's it almost feels like with a lot of ets they can just kind of figure out a way to communicate because they don't use they don't rely on words for beings that require throat vibration uh to make a sound to ingest Mm. it's almost Mm. like it requires this thing which i think rattles it's almost like the energy rattles against I don't know, within this like weird thing, which then emits some sort of message that goes to the person.
1: Oh, so that thing, throat thing, is is getting weird though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. will be on their side and not my side? Right. Holy shit.
0: Because I had gone into the thing (laughs) because they weren't letting me see it. Oh, so this is so, what they use.
2: Oh. OK. Is
0: uh... <laughs> <I'm trying laughs> I don't know. This use... is really weird. And I don't. It's like, well, where is this thing? The universe yeah, is really big. Like, yeah, this is can... kind of weird.
1: OK, so what the so who was trying to kick you out?
0: It felt like somebody that was in charge of the I don't know, the warehouse or something. They're like these big guys that are almost shaped like Here, let me try to draw it. But I think as I was trying to get out, there's like a weird powder or something that i inhaled or that they may have put in my lungs because my chest kind of burns i'm not worried oh. about it because i feel like it's going to go it's just almost like their attempt to track me but they can't track me because i'm yeah. they're not yeah. gonna think that i'm over here <laughs> why didn't i i gave them bangs and like a little hairdo by accident so he kind of looks like this. He did actually have hair, but I didn't mean to give him um, uh, So he almost looks like a mushroom, I guess. He cut a mushroom.
1: Oh, weird.
0: Yeah, he weird. doesn't have legs, and he just kind of flies. Um, and there were a couple of them, but they all kind of had that weird shape, like a starfish or something. I don't know. But okay. um, the upper body is is much wider than the yeah bottom part um but it's just kind of an energy that if they're not physical they feel very soft um almost like air they just kind of float through and
1: okay so just to tie all this up and then we can move on (laughs) move on from that so essentially this room is connected to like connect that to this my vision that I should be.
0: So or... something is going to be using this communication center to project some sort of message. It's almost like, um, it's almost like if somebody filmed something and had it, broadcasted to like everybody's television or something it's kind of like or I guess like FaceTime (laughs) it's like FaceTime but it's (laughs) there's going to be a being in there that is going to be projecting themselves but it's like a jungly tropical kind of background for some reason but it's an et so something about it is going to feel like look kind of weird but i feel like Mm -hmm. it's meant to provide some sort of comfort i don't think the et speaks i'm seeing something with a very pale white blue kind of skin i don't even think it has a mouth um it Mm -hmm. is humanoid it's got the kind of classic alien shape but its chin is very pointy i don't
2: Mm -hmm. think it has a
0: mouth it might have like tiny little nose holes and just big eyes um Mm -hmm. But I feel like it needs, like this communication center is a means for them to have a conversation with you where you can exchange things. Because it's like the vibration of the thing is similar to our vocal cords where it, uh, it can be translated. It's translated through the vibration.
1: Mm, so that step is needed for them. Okay. Uh. And so you're now able to see this being that. It yeah. Sounds, it seems like you're in. And uh, are you able to c- talk to them now? Are, are they, you know, are you able to communicate with them, essentially? Are they showing themselves to you or something, um, you know, showing you them?
0: No, I think they're showing themselves to me. Because
1: um, this is a first. This is new.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> this is
1: This is new information
0: they definitely have a weird smell almost like smells like 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 when you know when your nose is about to bleed yeah that's kind of what i smell um but it feels very icy like i'm still feeling this like burning in my chest um are they communicating they're sitting they don't they have hands but they don't have fingers oh they have like a thumb though
1: my first question if they'll answer you how do you know me
0: oh yeah this thing like can't it doesn't even do telepathy oh like there's like I like I literally typically if an ET can't communicate through words or even if they can't speak like we can even exchange through images or something like that or feelings I can't with this thing at all like it's I feel like this thing may be very far, from somewhere very far, something like that. Because I ever can't cross
1: anything like that.
0: No, like literally everything. I can either get a feeling, an image, a sensation, yeah. something. I think it needs help with something. It feels there's something about it that feels like uh, apprehensive, uh, apprehensive, or shy. The feeling that i'm getting is that it has like uh it has like a favor to ask a viewer there's like something that it it feels shy to bring to your attention or to request
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it just feels like this is like new territory for it you know mm-hmm. but it's almost like it's like stepping up like it has to where there's some there's Something. This is a necessary thing for you to work with.
1: Understood. Okay. There are seven plus billion people on planet Earth, mm-hmm. right? There had the, so you're asking little old me for something, right? <laughs> and we're and when this energy exchange is supposed to come through a portal, like this seems to be a big process. Yeah. For something
0: that is that big
1: you, for something that i have no rec- i have no clue of seems
0: <laughs> yeah i get what you're saying it it definitely feels connected to the mission and it feels like it's it's approaching you with some sort of offer it feels like an offer like it almost feels like a business deal or something but it's yeah. this feels like a big step for it or like it's intimidated this isn't something that it's used to doing yeah I'm not getting too much information about that because it's almost like if it was time for you to know it would have said so this would have happened already right I feel like we've probably expedited it a little bit by me being nosy (laughs) but they weren't showing stuff for a reason you know
1: no, not you being known. It's actually me being known, so, <laughs> Right? They can be upset at me. So you were able to, so you were getting that information from them just now because you said that it was, you couldn't really communicate with them, but you were getting feelings
2: about.
0: They sat in the dome. So if I'm just uh, looking at them, I can't <clears throat> communicate to them. When they are in the dome, it almost yeah. like translates the way things can be sensed.
1: Oh, uh-huh. So is this dome specifically for them or,
0: or no? Like I think it feel I wouldn't say universal, but I think it's closer to wherever they are. Yeah. And I think yeah. there are there are different types of beings that use it. Yeah like this is a known thing to perhaps communicate to things on the other side of stuff that just have a different, I mean, because the universe is so big, there's so many ways things can communicate and feel and express. And you know what I'm saying?
1: Ask them, are they in this universe or another one?
0: They're in this one.
1: Okay. Okay. So is it, I mean, I know I'm being nosy, right? So I kind of push the envelope. Is it? Is this something you guys need now or is this something you're going to need a few years from now?
0: Uh, no, it'll be sooner rather than later. There's something about a four to eight month period that keeps coming in. Yeah. Um, I just felt this pressure on the ball of my foot, which is interesting. I don't know what that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Do I need to do anything more on my end or will you guys trigger this?
0: Uh No, I feel like it's, it's just keep doing what you're doing in terms of practicing, seeing through the space, you know, space between things. Yeah, it feels like a, a natural thing, but everything's fine. It's just almost like waiting for the go ahead. So they just want to keep that system kind of well oiled.
1: Oh, You said they're waiting for the go ahead? Yeah. From who?
0: I'm not sure, Um, but it feels like a timing thing. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it feels like somebody, some other being may have scoped these guys out Mm. and are like, Hey, you would be good for this. And they're like, Oh, I'm not sure. And then it's like, okay, this is okay. We have, or I'm not sure what it is. It feels like they've, they have a specific purpose. There's obviously things that they're good at. Mm -hmm. They feel like masters in a very specific type of thing and Mm. I don't understand what it is because this is just a very different type of being but it feels like I keep getting this like soft texture um but I literally like I'm seeing like what look like smooth hills if you were to make like hills out of marble Mm. or something like that but it's like I don't know what this means I have I literally have no idea and there's this communication barrier where there's things are still a bit limited um but there's some sort of mastery in whatever they do um and it's kind of like they have felt that it's time that they need to kind of step out into the world more and some other beings are like hey we need you and you know they kind of Uh, made an agreement and yeah but because they don't typically Work with others, uh, yeah. they do, but in their own, like, little pocket, they're not explorers, they're not going out there, and you know what I'm saying. So, this is a little bit
2: right
0: different for them. Is <laughs> this, is, this yeah. got so weird? This just got so weird, <laughs> and I,
1: I think I'll, I'll be stopping because it, it for if, if this makes the podcast <laughs> right for anyone who is listening, there have been so many different ETs involved in this equation, right, of things. So, you remember Meridy? Right. So, we discovered that there is an ET named Meridy on... There's a space station in between here and the moon. Right? And it's kind of documented if you look it up and stuff like that. Anyway. And Meridy has been in charge of sort of my file quote unquote (laughs) right and Meredy has been kind of i don't know maybe a manager of some of this program and of whatever is supposed to be happening on this planet and she's kind of managing my file right and then once she's done is going to be she's supposed to be taking it to someone else it, but do you see what i'm getting at there's there's so many different layers of of different i don't want to call them people but just ets in this equation of my life and our life not just me right you that is so you don't, you don't see in the media and I wouldn't put this in the media, even though this isn't, like
2: <laughs>
1: but, you know, generally you're here about, well, someone is abducted, right? Okay. You have an implant, right? What is it for? Right. And the very surface level things. Yeah. We are so beyond surface level things that it's just such an incredible journey to realize that there's so much more than these surface level. There's a UFO in the sky, right? I have an implant. I, I had a. I woke up and I've been abducted. Like, I remember this, what happened to me, right? Okay, yeah, so I, right, I can remember those things too. But what is the engine behind all of that? And to know that there is this engine of so many different ETs doing so many different things, which means that you're being watched by so many different groups of ETs. It this it's just feels so expansive. And you just kind of down here like, well, I'm just little old me. Like, why are these ETs like <laughs> me? Right now, understanding that I guess you know, our over our soul commander self is in a different kind of position because it's kind of in charge of this entire program. Whatever right. this entire program is, we have not completely figured it out, right? We're not at that point yet. So, and all of this, our discussions, we are slowly peeling back these layers of understanding, and the questions never stop. And we get to this point of, all right, you know, we got we got this little bit of the information, and we just kind of run with it. Um, yeah, I'm at a I'm at a point where because I'm like we talked about before, like I like to be in the experience physically, right? I want to, so I'm still yearning for these things to come to, to, to happen. I don't know. Amber. Um, it's okay. So I brought up Meredy, right? Is she still running a part of this or is she out mm-hmm. of the equ- equation now?
0: Yeah.
1: Remember, She's a slug. She's, and she's a, like a slug figure
0: yeah i've spoken about her in previous episodes or i think i've spoken about her once before um but yeah no she's still she's still involved i I, if i recall correctly when we had first connected to her it was like we had we had to ask for somebody in charge because we wanted answers on something so she's not one that has her hands like invested in this it's almost like she's just has the files of a bunch of different whatever she's like kind of keeping track of you know making sure everything's running right okay so I think because we haven't been requiring her yeah we haven't needed her to speak on topics you know her presence hasn't been as prevalent yeah uh, but I don't feel like it necessarily it was almost like one of those like well can I speak to your manager kind of situations. (laughs) when when we called her
2: right (laughs) But i will say
0: this process throughout all of these years yeah has really taught me how to jump through (laughs) loopholes
1: it taught you how to finagle how to get the things that hey listen this is uh (laughs) Uh, well, I'm I'm happy to be of service to be able to push you to get to these because I want to know. Listen, <laughs> and there's somebody we can talk. This got to be somebody <laughs> we can talk to to get some of these answers. Typically, I know you know kind of wouldn't go far enough. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I like the situation with these these dome beings. I have to. It's going to take me a minute to wrap my head around that. Yeah, it 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 really is. Um, but then what what you know what happens to me is. I was actually going to text you today. I had a dream last night, right? So when when things die down with me, what tends to happen is I'll get really excited about things, right? I'll want connection with ETs. They may come one night. Then they may not come for three, four, five months, right? And then it all explodes again. And I'll tend to disassociate myself with all of it, Mm. okay? And I'll just kind of go about my life because I'm just trying to be normal, because I'll get really excited about all this stuff, and I want to live this stuff, right? Like, I want it to be my passion, but yeah. then I I can't experience it the way I want to physically often, most of the time, so I'll, disasso- I'll disassociate myself with it, so that I'm not constantly thinking about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then what? So then what tends to happen is, my dreams start. And when my dreams start, it's like this reminder of you're supposed to stay in this stuff. And my dreams are so prevalent in terms of, I don't want to call it not supernatural, but I feel like things that human beings should be able to do. Like, for instance, I feel like we should be able to fly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we should be able to move objects like a Jedi, Right mm. I've had I've had these dreams since I was a teenager, right? I can just levitate myself up off the ground. completely natural. I can move an object with my mind completely natural. So I live in this world in my dreams of things that I should be doing, and then I come back into you know like in, in yeah. this world, and I can't do any of it. So when I tend to disassociate myself completely from it all, I start the dream start.
2: Mm. It's like,
1: it's like, man, right? It's like, I can't get away from it. So I say all that to say, last night I had this dream. Lately, I've had the dream of I can, I can fly. I can, I'll I'll just lift off the ground and go into space. I'm sorry, not space, a few times in space, but I'll go into the clouds. But Mm. I always have this fear of once I get to a certain height, I have this fear. Like, I don't know what's farther, right? So I kind of get scared and I kind of tend to want to bring myself down. And I think I've spoken to you about a few times we kind of talked about, you know, I need to lose that fear of what's out there. Right. Right. So I've been having this dream for many, many years. Last night was the first time that I had this dream where I couldn't come back down because and I believe after thinking about it today, subconsciously, I created something. To make myself, I cannot come back down. When I say come mm. back down, like I could be, I think I was in a city somewhere and there was somebody who was literally trying to kill me. They had a gun and they were shooting at me, but I was able to get away from them because I could levitate, right? Mm. But I would levitate. But what happens when I would levitate and go up to the sky? I was always trying to come back down because oh. I was afraid to keep going. So you, you see what I'm getting at? But when I would come down, this person was shooting at me.
2: (laughs) Interesting.
1: (laughs) Right. And I would almost feel the sensation of getting shot. So I was like, so I told myself, I am going to go. Like, I have to get out of this planet. Guess what happened? I went, I left the planet. I went into space. And I, I, I told myself, I need to go as fast as I can. And I remember, it wasn't a tunnel, but it was just this weird, you can see like stars, but... It was so fast. I, the next thing I remember, I was completely on a different planet. Mm. I I couldn't see like the planet itself, but I knew I was not anywhere where I was like earth, this solar system. I don't know where I was. Maybe you're able to look into my conscious and tell me what happened, if this was true or not. But I remember And Because I knew I was somewhere else, and I'm not a very visual person when it comes to these things, but sometimes I can see. Because I knew I had traveled somewhere else, my first instinct was to think about what are the beings here like, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm tired of so many different ETs. i just like, what are the beings like? So I remember seeing these human beings. They were humanoid, right? Just like we are. But their skin was very different. Their skin was almost like... um, Almost like a... One of these created characters you would see on TV or a movie. Kind of like a very tough-skinned being. Kind of shiny skin, but it was still like ours. The tan, the, the, the hue of the skin was very interesting. It was kind of like a brown, uh, but it could change. It was different hues. Um, Some of the features were pointy. Um but just human-like, but I felt like their civilization was was. it felt very light. It felt happy.
2: Mm.
1: It felt like it could be our civilization. It felt like a normal way of living, but yeah. a little bit but different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like I was around this, I put myself around this scientist kind of a person. I was in some kind of it was either a doctor or a scientist. I think I remember talking to them, but Because it was, it just kind of started feeling weird. I think I disconnected myself from it, but I just felt it was very interesting because I finally was able to leave the planet, right, and go somewhere else. And I kind of got what I had been asking for or been trying to do, but I had been afraid to do in my dreams. But I was forced to. It was kind of cool, right? It was kind of a cool story. Yeah. I mean, I know we've been kind of going for a while. This is an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, that last thing was weird. That that I mean, like burned me out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is that is, I I'm glad we have this on tape so I can document it, and you know write it in my 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 notes and yeah put put that in the book that we're going to publish together. Okay, yeah, I said it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thanks for chatting. This was fun. I'm tired. Yeah.
1: This is a weird. One. <laughs> this is great. Thank you for poking and prodding. I know that's a that's a lot. If I could do it myself, <laughs> I wouldn't. Still wouldn't do it. I'd still, <laughs> still, <laughs> still call no you. So yeah, now nah, I get some rest, man. Get some grub, and uh, if anything else comes up, I'm telling you that dream. I like. Oh, the other part of the dream that I had, and maybe this relates to something. So it was. M-M-M- I can't remember which one was first. I think that one was second when I left and went to another planet. Before that, I was with someone. I don't know who it was. And, okay, I knew that whoever I was, my eyes were closed. All right? Mm -hmm. So
2: whoever it is
1: I was talking to, when I say my eyes were closed, meaning I was sleeping, and this may be a reference to something, but I knew I was sleeping, but I was awake but I, how do I explain it? But I couldn't see, but I was there.
0: Yeah.
1: And my, hope, my goal was to open my eyes to wherever I was, but know that my physical eyes were closed because I was sleeping.
0: Oh, interesting. But I
1: needed to open my eyes in this other, wherever I was, and I was able to open my eyes. And when I opened my eyes, Amber, I went, oh, Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps because it's coming back to me. I remember I opened my eyes and I just went, "I can see," and I said, "I can see," because I knew my physical eyes were closed.
0: Mm. So it was
1: almost like my third eye. Yeah,
0: right? but well, astral I projection, could,
1: maybe, right? And I look. I, I'm talking to you with my eyes closed because I was trying to go there. <laughs> I, re- I remember seeing, but I don't remember the vision i don't remember what i could see and i was with someone when i opened my eyes i just went <gasps> oh, i could see i went i was like this you see everything i'm here i'm here and i was like but my other eyes are closed and i was so excited because i, I was telling myself i did it i was like i did it i did it
0: uh-huh. and i was
1: i was looking around and it was so freaking amazing that's cool but i can't remember what i saw
0: you're going to have to go back there.
1: And I don't remember how I did it. So last night, I'm telling you, it was wild because I had that happen. And then I had the other thing that I told you about happen.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, it sounds like astral, uh, tra- really astral sounds traveling. Like, sounds
1: like astral. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let me know if anything else comes out of that. I will. All right, my friend. Well, thanks again. All right. I'm gonna eat and sleep probably
1: <laughs> all right we'll heal up and uh, thank you we'll
0: talk soon. okay sounds good bye right, thank you thank you thank you my friend for joining on i'm so honored to have you on again you have such good questions and i appreciate our conversations this is really cool that definitely excited for more. If you would like to keep following Rashad and his story, you can find him on Instagram at Tushar on Earth, T-U-S-H-A-R on Earth. Um, The link will also be pinned in the show notes. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Thanks for being on this ride with us. I will see you all very soon. I'm sending you tons of love. Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.